expectations. All right, everyone. Welcome, welcome back to Low Friends and Low Expectations, episode three. Uh, I'm Kamish. I'm here with my my trusty co-host Keith, and we are excited to to get you some some new content this week, some hot content. This has been the craziest week that we've had so far, and I, I know I'm really excited to dig into this because we have so much to, to cover this week. It's going to be nuts, and I, I hope everyone's excited for it. Um, with, with us today, we have uh, a, a special guest. Um, some of you love him. Some of you love him less. Um, I know some, some people probably can't stand him because of his banter. Uh, you know it's tasteful, uh, but we do have the current, the current reigning champion of low expectations with us, mm. Carl Samson, Hannah. Carl, uh, <sighs> Mr. Fire and Ice himself. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow! Look, look at that silverware. Wow. The crown, the crown jewel of low expectations. Oh God! Ain't just beautiful. Golly. Oh. Wow. It's so unfortunate that I did not get to spend a season with that belt and my name's on it. That That's what hurts me the most about it. Your name is on it, sir. I don't know if y'all can see that. Uh, Sam, Sam, I have, to, uh, I have to interrupt here. Um, the, a crazy week and low expectations just got crazier. Uh, we have an absolute blockbuster of a trade that just came through the wire. Um the moderator himself, the Loose Gooches, have just completed a trade with Chark in the Water. Chark in the Water will receive, uh, excuse me, uh, DeAndre Swift while shipping out DK Metcalf. The Loose Gooches add DK Metcalf to an already talented stable of wide receivers, which he just acquired uh, Debo Samuel. So just an absolute... Absolutely fantastic trade here. This just shakes up a league that has already been rocked by an absolutely incredible week. Um, wow, this is this is something. Um, I we need, we need to just, just we need to get your takes on this, gentlemen. I just Carl, guys, I, I, I know how I feel about this. I'm gonna I, I know how I feel, but I'm, I want to I want to hear how you feel about this, Carl, because I know it's silly, but I want to see your why you think it's silly for it. I'm hoping the same reason. So I was in deep thought when I got the agenda and I was like, okay, I got to pick my weeks. Who's going to be the winner this week? And I was looking at it and I gave the thought moderator, the upset of the week over myself. I was like, boys, it's come time. It's over my reign. I'm going to go five and one after this week. I got Kamara on the bench. It's not going to happen. And then he does and does something fucking like this. This man gives up wow. a solid DeAndre Swift for a DK fucking Metcalf with a backup yeah, quarterback. Won. A backup quarterback is throwing to DK Metcalf. Okay? He's going to get shut the fuck down, and he gives up a top 10 fucking running back. Wow. Make sense of that for me, please. Wow. DK Sam, Metcalf. Uh, Sam, I, I don't know. I, you, you didn't seem to be uh... – you didn't seem to be in agreement. No. You didn't seem to be uh, no, all, no, no, kind on. Not at all. Um, the The lines are 
unpredictable. Um, we know we know uh, that they have flashes. We know that they're trying to feed DeAndre Swift more, but I just don't think the consistency is there yet. Um, for me, anyways, to value this trade in favor of of Austin, um, DK Metcalf is a, is an absolute unit. We've seen that. We we know what he can do. Give him put the ball in his hands, and he'll do the rest. Um, he had Geno Smith for a good bit of the game on Thursday against the Rams, and he still put up good numbers. Um, granted, that's a very small sample size of of what of what he can do, but he's had 10 days now to prepare and get ready to work with Geno Smith. Uh, they don't have an easy matchup regardless. I think still DK is going to eat. Uh, it doesn't matter who's throwing him the ball. As long as, as long as Geno Smith can put the ball in and or around him, uh, he's going to catch it and he's going to do work. So we know that Tyler Lockett hasn't been getting fed. That was obvious last week. Uh, he had like five targets and two catches. I don't know. He, he put up, he put up very, very disappointing numbers. And, and again, uh, DK was the guy. And I think, and again, this is just my, my personal uh, take on it, that, that DK is still going to get fed, um, especially with Chris Carson being hampered in the, in the Seattle backfield. They're going to have to throw the ball. Um, and I think DK is going to be the guy that's going to get those targets. Uh, I don't disagree. I think that, I think that DeAndre Swift is going to have flashes. But with the Lions, it's just so unpredictable. It's hard for me to value Austin getting a better deal out of this than Mo. And I think Mo has a really, really good one-two punch now with Debo and uh, DK. Uh, it's like I said, hard to value one way or another. But I saw this trade. I was a little confused. Grant, I mean, I, I remember it halfway through that Russ was hurt. But I still think DK is going to eat, and I think Mo wins this trade. This trade is blasphemous. Just absolutely terrible. Wow. Wouldn't make this trade in five years. Like, I just couldn't do it. Yeah, Carl, Carl made that point by vetoing the trade. <laughs> I'm watching out for Mo against I, I will, himself. <laughs> I, will say, I will say, Carl texted me and said, I'm going to veto this. I don't think it's fair. Um. So, listen, Amanda Principle, like it or, li- like it or not, here's what i'll say here's what i'll say i got i got points i'm i'm rather undecided on this i i think this is a kind of wait and see trade i don't think this is as clear of a decisive win or loss as the other two trades he made um you gotta keep in mind mo had an absolutely fantastic draft at running back had a stable guys who could any given week five different guys who any given week could bring you 20 points um, so to Sam's point, to Sam's point here, um, Tyler Lockett started out really strong, started out, looked like he was going to be the wide receiver, one of the league since the second week in the season, um, only crossed 10 points one time and he got 10.7 last week. Meanwhile, DK, um, has, has 16 points or more in four or five matchups. Um, he's a touchdown machine to, to Sam's point. Again, you throw it in his vicinity. Um, he's got a chance to bring it up. So it really doesn't matter if me or Gino Smith or Gino Simeone are throwing him the ball. Um, he's, he's going to have a chance to eat, um, to Carl's point, to Carl's point and acknowledging 
Um, Sam's point, the, off, the, the Lions are volatile. They are a very difficult team to buy into. But if there's one person that you can buy into on the Lions, it's definitely DeAndre Smith. 20 points or more in three of five matchups. Um, no matter what, the Lions try to get him the ball. And honestly, even on even on his his not so great games, he's he's probably bound to get you 18 plus. Um, that's what he's averaging right now on the season. So I'm I'm in the I personally I'm in the kind of wait and see. I think this is fairly balanced. I didn't really have any hesitations about approving it or denying it. This is this is going to be one that I think could legitimately shape the league. Um, we've talked about Mo. Um, he's got scoring punch, um, a little bit unpredictable week to week, and honestly, he's had some unfavorable matchups. This could be an addition for Mo with DK that gives him some consistency in scoring, where he can now consistently put up 140 plus because he's got two receivers now who, if they're playing, they can get you 25, no problem. Um, and now Gino adds, you know, had an offensive explosion a week ago, or not, not Gino, excuse me. Um, Austin, we were talking, I mentioned Gino Smith. Um, and now you're talking about Austin, who is going to be waiting until Christian McCaffrey comes back. And once Christian McCaffrey comes back, this is a different, this, this is a completely different team. Now you've got certifiable top two, three running back in the league in Christian McCaffrey and a guy who's on an up and coming. I mean, I, he's right now, as it stands, as of this trade being approved, he is the seventh ranked running back in PPR leagues. I would argue he's probably a top five back, even though he's not quite top five in scoring. We're going to have to wait and see. This is one that I, I really like. I think it's pretty balanced. I think this is by far um, the Luis Gucci's best running back trade so far. Yeah, I think it's tough. It's it's tough because especially because it's hard to justify, right? Austin spent his his keeper pick, or he spent his keeper pick or his first rounder to get DK, and so then you go and trade. I don't know. He's I mean he's got Cooper Cup too, and Cooper's been you know he's been open as well. So I mean he's got some consistent wide receivers there, but I just I just oh man, if if, if I was Austin watching DK Metcalf leave would be punching the gut. Um, especially when McCaffrey may be back this week. Um, granted, I don't love his running. I mean, Josh Jacobs is fine. Uh, I just I still don't love the running back situation he's got there. So it's probably the right move to trade for Swift. Um, I just I just had would have a tough time letting DK walk. Sam, you're a bit of a robotic voice, my guy. Can you unplug your mic and plug it back in? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you're. I don't know if you're getting that static. I, I wasn't sure if that was my computer because I've been having issues myself. But if if Carl's hearing it, then yep. Switch right over my my AirPods and that works. So I'm just gonna say this one last thing, and then we can move forward while he gets his mic together. Oh, oh my God! What happened? I got a job update. Sorry, I had a Java update. It wanted to. It just blacked out my screen. Said update Java? Question mark? No. So, <laughs> fuck Mo, I just want to say this. You know, you seem like a nice guy. I've never met you in person. But to me, in my opinion, and you could say this is a huge outlandish statement, but I'm going for my inner soul of Stephen A. Smith right now, my former, my, my fellow Steelers fan. This right here, you just lost it with that trade. Wow. Mo, you will not get this this year because of this trade, and it will come and bite you in the ass. 
Wow. Strong words from the champ. Strong words from the champ. An emphatic statement to kick us off. This is just, Sam, I mean, this is just an exciting week in in low expectations. I mean, high-scoring affairs, back-and-forth matchups, and now, you know, we close out the week and begin the new week with a blockbuster trade that Carl seems to believe and knocks a contender out. Um, Man, what, what what a week in low expectations. All right. Well, I I feel like I hit the introduction a little hard. Uh, so it, we can we can move past it if you want. If you want to do a better introduction of Carl, uh, I will I will give you that opportunity. Oh, um, we do you need know. we do need at least we do you know what we need at least one of. In the, we're gonna have multiple in this episode, but you know what we need at oh. least one of, right? Oh, of course, of course. And I think Carl knows as well. I think Coral knows maybe. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. I need to call my agent and find out who booked me on this fucking show. He knows this is about to be an endless bloodbath of corals. I need to get my copyright lawyer on the line. For those going to shut this down. For the fellas fellas of low expectations that don't know this story, Um, Carl, myself, I think Gino was there. Um, Tyler Hope Placeris was there. Philly, our very own Philly. Harvard um, was there. We all went. Uh, we all went, had a great time in Atlanta, bulled out, hit some bars. And while we were there, uh, a very close friend of Philly, one of my good friends as well, um, none other than the great legendary Scott, <laughs> um, started, started calling <laughs> Carl Coral. And I think the fact that Carl didn't like it just made it that much worse. And so he just kept poking the bear even harder. And I've kept it alive. I don't know that Scott even remembers, um, but I've kept it alive. And, you know, Carl and I have been friends now. Gee, Carl, what, like almost 10 years? And we're at 10 because you know Hoke 11. Yeah, yeah. We're, you and I are coming up on 9, 10 years for sure. So, um, and that fateful day in, in, uh, in 2015, Cor- the legend of Coral was born. <laughs> Great time had by all. Haven't spoken to Scott since. <laughs> I can't imagine you're going to rekindle those flames. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's oh. leaving us with great content, though. So, Introducing our official Groovy Tony Jada Kiss guest picker of the week. Coming in at 6'3", 250 pounds, hailing from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. None other than Coral. <laughs> Coral! there you get one. <laughs> oh, carl that's that's not the end <laughs> see now i can use that as a soundbite for the rest of our shows though coral i'll be famous forever excellent <laughs> oh man wow we're, we're excited to have you here carl we know you great to be here a, Jens. we know you bring a, a wealth of, of football knowledge uh and we're excited to pick your brain a little bit about uh some of the stuff we saw this week i think uh Keith, this is going to set us up for uh, we're 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 one and one on times for our two minute drill. Um, I think I think it's going to be tight again this week. We we're at one fifty seven last week. I think we're probably going to come probably close to one fifty nine this week. If I if I was a betting man, I think I think this week's two minute drill really <laughs> separates the men from the boys because 
I I packed in some pretty good content in this two-minute draw. I tried to keep it trim, but I wanted to do this week justice. Um, this is really going to tell us whether or not we're a championship caliber offense right here. So, uh, Sam, you let me know when you're ready, my friend. I am pulling up our stopwatch. We are going to test this out. Get us rolling. You let me know when you're ready, my friend. Chark in the water. Chark in the water. Chark in the water. I think I'm good. I got my I got my vocal cords loosened up. <laughs> Unique uh, New York. All ready. I am setting our timer, and I will lead us off. Starting off this week in low expectations, Chark in the water made it interesting early, scoring 52 points on Thursday night and appeared to be in great shape following the 1 o'clock games. Ultimately, Chark in the water just ran out of gas and the top end scoring of ride the bus pulled away. RTB beats Chark in the water 147-127. Rice to beat you versus blood, sweat, and beers. What a matchup. Rice to beat you came out of the gates on team of the week pace thanks to monster games from Herbert, Adams, and Knox. And still managed 160 points despite slowing down and losing uh, CEH to injury. Not to be outdone, blood, sweat, and beers kept pace with great games from Brady and a breakout performance from Kyle Pitts. Blood, sweat, and beers gets a monster performance from uh, Jonathan Taylor on Monday Night Football and pulls out the win 168 to 161. Uh, in another tight battle over the weekend where the running back shined, uh, Keith Chief versus Team S.A. Chingon. Henderson, Gibson, and Robinson poured in almost 60 for KC, while Eckler, Hunt, and Madison, starting in place of the injured Dalvin Cook, gave Team S.A. Chingon an incredible 85 points. Still heading into Monday night. KC needed a good performance from Jackson to pull out a win, and Jackson delivered a career masterpiece. KC edges out uh, Team S.A. Chingon 149-134. Dalvin and Hobbs stumbled after starting Cook despite being injured, leaving Super Bowl Lenny's 21 points on the bench. But that didn't matter one bit. Bad Mother Tucker didn't need, didn't need Andrews, Brown, or the Baltimore D to secure the blah, and yet Andrews and Hollywood delivered monster games to make this one one of the most lopsided games in low expectations history. Sam adopts Philly as his son as uh, Bad Mother Tucker decimates uh, Dalvin and Hobbs, 193 to 86. I'm proud of that one. Uh, wrapping us up, Ed Cow versus the Gooches Loose gave us an absolute classic matchup. Um, this was a surefire game of the week selection. Head Cow falls just short of a win after a late rushing tutty by Debo Samuel put the Gooches over the top. Gooches Loose edges past Head Cow, 134-133. And Samuel... We are a championship caliber offense, 158.44, baby. Damn, I said 159. Yeah, we love to see it. Oh, my Oh, my gosh. gosh. Um, yeah, that feels good. Two and one on the year. What a, feels, what a, what a fucking feels good. What a recap. My God. It feels good. It feels good. Um, so oh. now let's, 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 uh, like, I, I feel like two minutes doesn't do these matchups justice at all. Um, no, no, and like we, like I said, we have a wealth of knowledge with, uh, with Carl with us today, our groovy Tony Jadakiss guest picker of the week. We're going to give you our listeners a full low expectations week five recap, because that's, that's how crazy this week was. And we feel like we can, we can spend a lot more time uh, talking about this. And so uh, let's let's break down the week in low expectations uh, with with help help of our current number one in the power rankings, number one of the coaches poll, uh, number one in the standings. Coral, reigning champ, reigning champ, reigning never forget, reigning champ, reigning champ. Coral, 
the possible two time for Mr. So, Philly out there. <laughs> so Carl, Carl, let's uh, let's let's talk about your matchup first because I think I think this one is a, is a pretty interesting one. Obviously, you should be an expert on this one. Um, but did you were you nervous at all watching this because? I right out of the gates, like I thought you were going to, I mean, you were all over Austin in this one and you put up a lot of points right off the bat. Um, and then he ended up making it significantly closer towards the end of the matchup there. Uh, at one point I was like, there might be a chance that Austin comes back and actually like pulls the upset. I mean, he, who did he have help from Keith? Um, it was late in the matchup. No, maybe not. Yeah, I mean, I'm pulling it up here. He 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 took a decisive early lead. Yeah. Um, and he got really strong gains from DK. Uh, pretty solid outing from Cooper Cup on the Thursday night games. And Carl and I were texting during the Thursday night game. Uh, ultimately, it didn't make a difference. But you know, I I feel like Wilson out changes the complexity of things. And we can, we can discuss this, but my perfect example, my perfect example on how Wilson could have potentially changed this matchup is the Monday night game. Um, uh, Lamar Jackson had just eight points going into half, and he finished with 41. I'm not saying that that's possible, and I'm not saying Russell Wilson could have done it, but, I mean, this is going to be one of the great what-ifs of the season, you know? Yeah. Could, could this he leaves for RTB to go down. He leaves, he leaves uh, Michael Pittman on the bench with 20 points, and it's hard to overlook uh, the tight end situation. I mean, Zachert's putting up 1.7 is not great. Um, but did he have six targets? No way. Holy shit. No. Yeah, wow. Zachert's yeah. one catch on six targets? Yikes. Um, but, I mean, you have Mike Gusecki on his bench. Maybe maybe Chark in the water should be looking for a tight end rather than a wide receiver. Uh or not a wide receiver, a running back. Yikes! Um, what? What are you? What? How did you feel going into this one, Carl? What? What's your thoughts? So Thursday night, it it did in fact give me a little bit of a scare. And when Russ went out, I mean, you never want to see a player go out. I mean, I only beat Kiefer because of his two injuries, and I'm man enough to say that. But when he went out, I thought, okay, so DK's done. Well, fuck me and call me grandma because that shit was not done. And he fucking scores two touchdowns, and Geno Smith is fucking just – only he saw DK, right? That was Mario throwing shit to DK, having a great fucking time out there. And I was just sitting there, and I was like, this game's over. The Rams know it's over, so they're just letting him throw the fucking ball around. And DK's just going off. His wide receivers went off. I was texting Kiefer about Antonio Brown. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, you have Godwin, I have Evans. How about he, you know, share the love a little bit? And he only loves Antonio Brown. No, no, no. I don't, I don't yeah. want to yeah, I don't want to hear shit because he played. He Brady, my man, threw to threw to Evans plenty. Okay, I was the one who got the shit. I was getting there, Kiefer. I was I, getting. I was the one who got the shit under that deal. So cry me a fucking river, car. To Mister Quote Unquote Tom Terrific, end up saving my fucking season with this. I think the only, the really the only, the only thing that probably made you nervous is when Josh Jacobs starts climbing up the projection ladder, right? I mean. He didn't have a great game by any means, but 16 points is nothing to scoff at. And I think that's what really made this matchup close at the end. Um, he only, you, you know, you won by 20, which again is, is, uh, is you were fine. You didn't have to be nervous, but um, so I think, again, this matchup was a lot closer than any of us thought it was going to be, especially when people saw Russ go down early. 
Yeah, I didn't think his running backs were going to get more than 30 points combined. So I was ready to look at a 15-15 for Singletary and Jacobs. So the fact that David Singletary shit the bed again, I'm pretty okay with. Yeah, no surprises there. Keith, let's talk about the – I think Joe – did Joe make – I think he made it matchup of the week. But um, Rice to beat you, blood, sweat, beers. Walk me through this. Give me give me your thoughts because, man, I I have some thoughts. This one, this one was incredible. Honestly, like when it comes to fantasy, I really only pay when it comes to like game day. I really only pay attention to my team. I don't really worry about the other matchups because um, they don't affect me one bit. It's not usually until like Monday and Tuesday where I start catching up on like, okay, what actually happened in the league. Um, this and Joe Mo, the the Joe Mo matchup, I couldn't keep my eyes off. I just Kept refreshing what's going to happen. Um, obviously, we're all surprised that, you know, two two teams that have regularly been in the bottom bottom third of the league pop off for 160 each. Um, Justin Herbert looking every bit like a stud. Um, personal, uh, this is just a personal complete aside. Fuck you to Greg. I told Greg I wanted the Bucks to tank and grab uh, Justin Herbert, because as much as I love Tom Brady and great having him on my team, delivered us a Super Bowl. He's not a 10, 15 year option. He's a two, three, four, five year option. Five, maybe, probably not. So Justin Herbert looking every bit like I thought he was going to be. Um, the the Clyde Edwards-Alaire uh, injury, that is one that, I mean, the, the game, the game plan moved away from running the ball, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense is so good at distributing to anybody that I, I believe he maybe could have made up from ground, um, you know, with a few catches that were left on the table. Uh, Joe Mixon, a bit of a letdown game. I can't say enough about Geno's um, wide receiver group. I mean, Hopkins, Adams, regular 20 point a week locks, right? Like you just know um, Keenan Allen Herbert seems to be favoring Mike Williams, but Keenan Allen is still nobody to scoff at. I mean, great performance from him, but I mean, I think this is really, and I think we can all agree, this is really about Fern. Um, got a great performance from Chuba Hubbard. We said that could be um, a game-changing pick. Um, me, very on brand for me, leaning heavily into tight ends. Kyle Pitts, a guy that I wanted in the draft, a guy that I wanted to steal as my second tight end, finally pops off gives him 26 or 27, 26.9 to round up, call it 27. Um, Cordero Patterson looking like a great pickup, still keeping on pace. Um, monster game from Jonathan Taylor. A great game from Tom Brady. I mean, overshadowed a little bit by Justin Herbert here, but still, I mean, 37 points, 400 yards, five touchdowns. Just what a back and forth matchup. You cannot say enough about the entertainment value of this matchup, even if it was between two teams that at the moment are out of the playoff picture and really just kind of fighting to stay out of Waffle House. Delivered a yeah. great game. No, this is, I mean, between this one and Joe's game, I mean, even yours, Keith, at the end there. But this one was definitely the most fun to watch. I remember Anthony texting me early on in the game just bitching. I mean, I mean, he bitches a lot, as it is. Uh, but this was some, like, next-level bitching. It was like... I was like, hey, man, sorry about Cordero Patterson. He's like, you know, just moaning and complaining that, of course, this happens to me every year. So I tell him, maybe next year's your year. Um, and then I, 
the fantasy gods must have shown pity on him and Daryl Patterson puts up a ton of points and then he's he's into it and uh, I mean but Gino just climbed the ladder there early on and I mean you can't you can't fault Gino for for not starting Miles Gaskin because he put up what 0.7 last week or something silly like that so I mean it's hard to fault him I mean we knew Joe Mixon was going to be on a on a Point three, just had to do the stat. Point point three. So I mean, even worse than I thought. So I mean, I can't. You can't fault the guy, Joe Mixon. We knew he was coming in banged up. We knew he was going to be on a snap count, uh, limiting his snaps, and so uh, it's hard to justify that. So I mean, Gino makes one one switch there, and that's a ball game. Um, And uh, starts Gaskin, and it's a blowout, right? (laughs) Yeah, right, right. Yeah, it it's not even close so it's yeah you know that and that's that's i've been telling anthony that's showbiz baby but uh so you know this is just one hell of a matchup and i can only imagine well i don't gino wasn't even watching the game so he could obviously care less so he probably deserves to be at waffle house uh, if you're not watching the games like this but i mean hell man what a week and i mean for i mean you mentioned it last week keeper that Fern's team has the potential to to pop off any week, and it was this week. And hopefully, he does not pop up. Hopefully, he doesn't pop off against me because I mean, just because like I mean, he can do it to anyone. So, yeah, great matchup. Me, um, I'm very glad that Gino's wide receivers are really coming out to play for him because he spent his first three picks on them. The man wanted. His water receivers. He was going to build a water receiver war chest, and then he just kind of stopped and went other ways. But the, I'm glad it's finally paying off for him. Dawson Knox was huge pickup for him. What a stud! Shout out um, to Sam for that, that that call there. Yeah, uh, Clyde edwards Laird, You know, you just hate to see it, but the Chiefs running backs don't do that great. They they throw the ball 90 percent of the time. So, and Patrick Mahomes is not a check down thrower ever. So you you like to see a little bit more out of them, you know, maybe 30 yards and 40 yards and maybe maybe a touchdown or a catch or two. But Justin Herbert's just a fucking god on steroids. That's all I got to say about that. Let's go Ducks. Dude, Justin, Justin Herbert, he, he's looking fantastic. Honestly, uh, again, as happy as I am to have Tom Brady and we get a Super Bowl out of it, which in my opinion is totally worth it. Um, boy, would I have loved to see – uh, the Bucks try to tank a little bit harder and put themselves in a position for Herbert. Because, yeah, you win you win I mean, one Super Bowl with Brady now, or do you win three or four Super Bowls with Herbert 10, 15, through ten or fifteen years? Right, that's yeah, that's the question, man. That's I, mean, I don't I don't think he one in the hand did, I, I a, deal, think, did a deal with yeah, the devil with, with I mean, Brady hey, on that true. one. I had I had to wait twenty years in between Super Bowls, so you know I had to wait like. 23 years for our first Super Bowl and I wasn't even like alive for the rest. I mean, we didn't even, I went to, yeah, that pain existence is pain as an Eagles. This, uh, this is definitely, this is definitely an easy, a, a good, a classic one here. Speaking um, of four classic matchups, talk to me about the next one. Yeah. I mean, th- this is one that, this is one that definitely had me on the edge of my seats. I texted Carl um, I texted Carl before the Browns Chargers game and I, Carl, I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was something to the effect of like, I know Eckler's going to do his thing, which I, I got to say, I have to give props to Fred right now. 
um whatever beef i have with fred for snitching on me about <laughs> greg z um prop, props to the guy incredible matchup um took my shit talking like a champ but real props for the eckler pick that was a head scratcher to me and i was like uh i don't know that he's worth the number one overall pick and holy fuck i mean fred stradamus here like number two ppr running back right now 20 or more points each of the last uh four weeks and you know a 32 point bomb here um but i texted carl and i said eckler something to the effect of eckler's gonna do his thing i just need the browns to lean on chubb Mm -hmm. and chubb had and chubb had a great game and somehow kareem hunt still ate 12 carries 60 yards two touchdowns you know, five catches. And I texted Carl. And I was like, I'm, I'm screwed. I'm screwed because Hunt had a fantastic game in, in a game plan that was very clearly favoring Nick Chubb. And I was like, that, that's it. I'm done for it. And then we, te- we, Carl and I text like every day. And then we were texting on Monday and I asked him, I said, what do you think are the chances um, Lamar Jackson gets me 28, which Good game for a quarterback. Very good game. Like if your quarterback's getting you twenty five plus, you're happy. Patrick like, got you. Pat, Patrick got him eighteen. So yeah. So I was like, I was like, what do you think of the chances that you know Lamar gives me twenty eight? I needed twenty seven to win, or I think I needed just over twenty seven to win. So I was like, give me twenty eight for an insurance. And he was like, ten percent chance he pops off. And after the first half, he looked absolutely right. I was like, oh fuck, you know, like eight points going into halftime. I was like, damn, like th- this one. I, it's just not going to come together for me. Like this is just bound to be my scoring luck. And then just goes off in the second half ends up with 40, you know, what was, you know, what, what looked like it could be a pretty convincing win by Fred turns out to be, I mean, 15 points. It's not really a great win, but it's fairly decisive. Um, turns into a pretty solid win and my best scoring performance so far. And I still haven't even gotten the production that I need from my receivers. So um, I feel good about this particular win. Um, I liked seeing my running backs um, really looking good. Um, I'm still really scratching my head with AJ Brown here. Like against the Jags, no Julio Jones. That's your chance to eat. And he couldn't eat against against the Jags with no Julio. Like I just, I don't know that AJ Brown's got it this year. Yeah, no, I think I think you're absolutely right. And we've had. I'd like people to know that Kiefer and I also text daily. Just just throwing that out there. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, listen, I didn't I didn't say that because we're keeping commission. We we run this podcast together. I figure that goes without saying that we text daily. Um, I think people might be surprised to know that Carl and I are as good of friends as we are, given how much shit we talk to one another. But Carl and I are actually very very good friends, believe it or not. <laughs> out of love. Um, but yeah, we we have t- we've had this conversation a handful of times too. We talked. I feel like we talk running backs probably a lot more than we should. Um, but I mean, after the first, what, first two weeks or something like that, we were talking about uh, James Robinson because dude had only put up like a combined 17 points through two weeks. And you were like, do I get rid of him? Do I not? And uh, I mean, he's been a monster ever since. And so that, I mean, great way to hold on to a way to the way to wait it out. Um, so that that's huge. And then on the other side of the the matchup, you had texted me like I need Austin Eckler to shit the bed and not do anything. And then man goes off for a hat trick of touchdowns. And uh, I mean, just absolutely went the fuck off. So 
there there's there's great production there you hate to see scary terry only i mean they played awful against new orleans and i mean i i still i still don't get marvin jones is just not not like a wide receiver one for me either uh granted i don't i don't think you can trust the jags for anything right now so i think fred has some some really good pieces um there but we're, we're going to find out here in the coming weeks i mean dalvin cook is probably going to be back sooner rather than later so madison's production's probably not going to stay as high um p ryan from cincinnati he's another one that's he, a short-term short-term fix but he was sitting on the bench too so um juju's out for the year now uh there's there's lots of need uh for fred and i i could definitely see him making uh, some moves for wide receivers uh, I mean, monster game by Lamar Jackson, showing some some real quality stuff, showing why he was an MVP. Uh, just a really fun matchup to watch, too. I think going, I mean, this was the most, this is the first time in weeks that I have, or I mean, probably maybe even in months right, that I've watched a Monday night football game from start to finish. Um, just because of how, like, dedicated, how, like, how close these matchups were and how much fun it was to be able to, to look back and on these, so... Some really, really great matchups. Um, Carl, any any other thing you want to add about this matchup? Carl, before you give your take here. Uh, Sam, you took the words out of my mouth. When... No, go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead, Carl. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, before you give your take here, um, Sam gave me some props for holding on to somebody, holding on to James Robinson. <laughs> um, do you want to break the story of the trade that, that never came to be? Man, it was... It was agreed upon maybe three times this trade. And I was like, I'm in. Wait, I'm out. Wait, I'm back in. And then Keith goes, okay, I'm about to send it to you. Are you still in? I go, nah, I'm out. And it was James Robinson for Deontay Johnson. And I just, I couldn't do it, but I fucking needed a running back. And uh, I think it would have worked out well for both of us, but I think we're both happy with who we stuck with. I'm definitely happy because it was actually two separate trades that we agreed upon and you were originally okay with both. It was uh, Robinson for Evans and Robinson for Deontay Johnson. You were fine with both. Yeah. I talked myself out of Evans, which Evans ends up having a great game, two great games since then. Um, But I balked for a little bit. And I was like, I don't know, like I, my running backs are good. I'm, I'm okay. I'm happy with my receivers. I'm not in love with them, but I'm happy with them. Um, and then you eventually backed out right as I was ready to hit accept. And I was just <laughs> waiting for the confirmation. I, I could have been a dick and hit accept and then re- made you really regret it. But I was like, nah, I'll wait for the confirmation. He backed out. And then he texted me that night and he said, watch Robinson's going to get you 20. Um, and then I said, yeah, if Robinson gets me 20, I'm hanging on to him. Like that's, that's what I was wanting. And then there was the Thursday night game and he got me 20 and I was like, all right, yep. I'm keeping him. And man, man. Oh man. What could have been, what could have been this next matchup? This was like, it started with a very, very ethical dilemma for myself. Cause I'm sitting, I'm at, I'm at lunch with my mom. My mom was in town this week, week weekend. And uh, I was at lunch and I'm checking my phone. And uh, I saw that Philly had not taken Cook out of his lineup yet. And I was like, oh, man, do I do I text Philly? Do I not text Philly? Like, am I going to, like, be a good friend? Uh, am I – or am I just going to, like, take the advantage that 
that Philly has given me. And uh, so I'm sitting there at lunch. My mom's like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, I'm waiting for these fantasy matchups to start so I can see if the lineups lock. And uh, so I, I ended up taking the low road, I guess. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, I mean, I don't, it, it wouldn't have mattered either way. Yeah, you could feel okay. It did not matter at all. No, this was not, not one bit. <laughs> no, this was, this was a wallet thing. This was, I, I don't think we've ever seen anything like this. I mean, we've seen some high scoring outputs, but this was like, and I'm still like, again, I'm still disappointed that I left points on my bench the way I did. Uh, but man, talk about, talk about a scoring output from, from my, my team there. I mean, I'd been waiting for Andrews to pop off and he, he definitely, he definitely helped me out. Um, I'd been waiting for, uh, Marquise Brown to, to, you know, catch some balls and show that he doesn't have stone hands. And he did that too. I trusted Mike Williams, uh, as Kiefer has been telling me to do all season and he showed up too. So everyone really showed up the way that they should. I'm just, I'm just not mad because like that would just be salt in the wound, but, uh, there, there was lots of good things on my side and man, Philly's got some, he's going to have to do some soul searching after this one. Carl, what you got? I mean, absolutely. Philly just got absolutely demolished. And I, there is no excuse for what Mr. England did. I don't know about you guys, but at 1130 before the matchups, I always check my phone just in case someone, you know, broke his foot on the walk into the stadium. <laughs> like, that's just me. And so I know he was day drinking with Hoke and he was having a great time, but there was no excuse for, for the Dalvin Cook. That being said, complete blowout does not matter whatsoever. And I think we're all surprised that Marquise Brown is catching balls again. Yeah. I, I can say for certain Sam is very pleased with that. I'm, I'm not going to say – I'm not. I'm going to say one thing about this matchup to keep us rolling. Um, even if Dalvin Cook plays, this was so one-sided that there, there's a world where Dalvin Cook plays and doesn't have like a normal Dalvin Cook game. You know, maybe he gets 15, 16 points. There's a world where Dalvin Cook plays, gets, you know, normal scoring, and Sam still wins by 100. Like, that, that, that's, that's how dominant of a game this was. Like, it just it wasn't even close. My goodness. And Monday night just blew the fucking roof off. Sam, Sam said, oh, you know, I could have easily hit 200 if I started Chase Claypool. And I texted him right back. I was like, dude, there's you might still hit 200 without him. Like, you might still hit 200. Like, Andrews and, and Brown aren't done. And then we went to overtime, and I was like, oh, my God, here we go. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, like I said, I, I don't expect this type of output from, from my team because there's definitely some areas that are going to need some work. I'm um, looking at you, Chase Edmonds, and then – I told Philly this. I texted Philly this, but I don't know what the fuck the Vikings are, but they are a fraud of an organization. Uh, like, I, I have no idea what's happening up there. Uh, I, Kiefer, you said Justin Jefferson uh, is the guy, and Thielen's taking the backseat, kind of what happened to Stefan Diggs. But, man, it is painful to watch. Uh, Adam Thielen, who's arguably one of the, the top receivers in this league, only get three targets, and two of them come in the last 30 seconds of the game. It's just painful. So things are going to change. And, but like I said, great performance and kind of 
leads us into our our matchup of the week and it was basically done by like the 4 p.m window if i if i'm not mistaken no it was done by the by before the the prime time before game. The sunday night game yeah it was before it was it was like everything was sudden done by you know like seven o'clock in the evening eastern time so wow what a matchup you know one he doesn't have to stay up late for that. That's Carl's mo right there, baby. Hey. <laughs> so, like, let's let's talk about this. There's there's a there's a lot to break down. Uh, Keith, lead us off. Uh, I, I want to hear I want to hear Carl on this one because okay. Carl is is pure comedy like eighty five percent of the time, and I just feel like you've got some gems with this game, man. I I feel like you do. Uh Joe. Joey, I heard you're a great man. I've met you a couple times. You know, he's about to Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is a great, you know, 19 points, great. Ezekiel Elliott, 25, you know, he'll get you that one every three weeks, you know. But there's the there's an oof of the week that has to go to somebody not named John Gruden and not named Philly, and that is Damian Harris. If this man does not fumble this football, you win this game. This fumble fucked you in the ass. It called you grandma, and you hate it. And I tried to trade for him three times, and you kept telling me no. How about you fucking regret that decision? Oh, my God, dude. I just – I I can't it, – it's just terrible the way this happened to you, Joe. It really is. But like I said, the gooch is loose, and the gooch is good, man. The, the gooch is good. We all need to fear the gooch a little bit more, a little bit less now that he lost DeAndre Swift, but – this was a hell of a matchup. I was watching this thing from beginning to end once I blew, you know, Austin out. It was just a great time. <laughs> what a flex. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just recap Carl's breakdown there. <laughs> he, 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 starts, he starts by buttering up Joe before he just absolutely sodomizes I've him. heard you're a great man. Met you a couple times. <laughs> then then he, he props up Mo. While subtly putting him down, that that is a textbook narcissist move from a guy. Um, great, absolute flawless execution wow. there, and then the absolute <laughs> penis on the table. Um, <laughs> to oh close it off. Well done. Oh, gosh, good old golly. No, but for real, all jokes aside, this is a great matchup. Uh, a lot of people did not perform up to what they're supposed to be able to do, which I'm very surprised Matt Stafford didn't have a better game, uh, to be honest, on on uh, Gooch's front. Uh, but overall, they, it's a pretty fair matchup all the way down the board. No one completely shit the bed. And... Yeah. yeah no. I, mean, I mean, for me, what stands out to me, um, the receiving group for – uh, for Joe, like really just came through. Justin Jefferson, Robert Woods, y'all know me. I'm going to keep driving this home. Tight ends are a premium. And I tried to pull off adult. I tried to pull off a Dalton Schultz trade. Um, man's got, you know, double digit games, five, four out of five matchups, a couple of pop-off games. Um, got him a solid performance here. Um, just, just a great matchup. Really exciting, really fun. It was good to just keep hitting refresh and seeing what happens. Um, I remember see, hitting the refresh button right as Debo got the rushing touchdown. And I was like, I was like, there it is. There it, there it is right there. And then Damian Harris lost the fumble or put him, somebody put him up and then Damian Harris lost the fumble. And I was like, wow, like what a way to lose a rushing touchdown by a receiver 
and then a fumble by your by one of your best backs. Like, yeah, this one's got a sting. I mean, all of Joe's matchups. I mean, I mean, he's he's lost some pretty, pretty, uh, pretty. It was like, yes, he's going to lose that one, but he's had some some very close matchups as well. But this one obviously is going to be the the punch in the gut that's going to hurt the most. And I, Keith, I think you hit the nail on the head that tight ends are a premium. The Dalton Schultz trade probably didn't happen with with uh, Kittle on the IR. Um, again, we talked about Austin looking for a trade for tight end. Again, I think Moe's in a similar situation. You got Dallas Goddard uh, because Philly can't figure out what the hell they're doing with their tight ends. And then he's also Pat, now on the COVID list. And you got Pat Fryermuth. Fryermuth? Fryermuth? Fryermuth. Fryermuth. And I mean, he's not much to write home about either. So, no, not at all. Penn State. I mean, honestly, he he's, was. He I mean, at Penn State. I had high expectations for him, but I mean, who's ahead of him on the tight? Oh, it's Eric Ebron's ahead of him on the look, tight end. He's list. a great player. The Steelers don't know how to throw to a tight end. Straight up, I would never draft a tight end for the Steelers. Yeah, there you uh, go. Future, future knowledge for you. This, so yeah, this is this is going to be interesting to see what happens and going on forward. And Joe's got to be punching himself. I mean, he's a he's a Denver fan. He doesn't start Cortland Sutton. That, I mean, that that is existence is pain right there. Mm. Um, so and that Tony Pollard, you know, there's, there's you could look in a lot of different areas, and Joe has probably beaten himself up more than we are, and uh, probably rightfully so. Um, yeah, no, uh, you probably knowing Joe, we probably tinkered one too many times with his lineup, and uh, this is the result. So, yikes. <laughs> But hey, you know what? Thank you for this, Joe, because you you brought us the matchup of the week. So your your pain equals uh, <laughs> our entertainment. Well, you know what they say: when your past calls don't answer, it has nothing new to say. Um, so now we have to look forward, moving into next week. And Carl, this is this is the big reason we brought you here. We want to hear your takes on the matchups ahead, looking into looking into week six. We got some pretty exciting matchups, some potential you know, league, league altering matchups here. Um, why don't you go ahead and just lead us through? Let us know your takes. Let us know your picks. So start us off oh. with ride the, you, we want to hear about your matchup first. So you versus the Lucis of Gucci's. So I've been talking down to Mo this entire time and I don't feel bad about it because I speak for the truth from my heart. And I had a full, full explanation. I was like, guys, this is it. Five and one, ride the bus. These are the two weeks I was going to be through hell. No Kamara, no Najee these next two weeks for the bye weeks. And then he goes and trades DeAndre Swift. I was like, okay, plus me. Okay, then Debo's on bye. All right, plus me. And then he's bringing in DK, who has Geno Smith throwing to him, and a week's worth of film that they get to study on Geno Smith, plus me. Well, that's plus three right there. Minus one for Kamara. I'm still plus two. Yeah. This is me all day. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Uh, I got nothing else to say. Thank you, Mo, for making this opportunity for me. I love the math, Carl. I love the math. <laughs> that, math. Math, that math. That math checks out. It adds it, up. It, it definitely checks out. Like, I mean, just flawless. I can't. I can't. There's nothing I can say. Thank you so much. No, I mean, Carl's five and zero. Why bet against him? Or four and zero? Why bet against him? Four, five. What are we? Five Five and zero, five and zero. Why, why start betting against them now? No. Talk I like, to me. I like about, your... uh, talk to me about head cow versus shark in the water. Austin versus Joe. 
So I had Joe winning this because I don't feel as low on Joe as everybody else. I think he's got a, a couple of good pieces. But with Austin Anderson winning this trade for DeAndre Swift, he gets rid of Devin Singletary, who is very inconsistent and brings in a guy who's a PPR god right now. And he still has Cooper Cup. And he still has Antonio Brown. And he still has C-Mac, who looks like he's coming back this week. I got Austin running away with this one. I think it's going to be a 30-point victory for Austin Anderson. Holy shit. Wow. Okay. I, I mean, I, I, I'm not this, sure that that's exactly a hot take, back. but I'm going to call that a hot take. I, I, I pegged this one as a more competitive one, but the, the, the reigning champ has spoken. I would like people to know that the Joe slander is alive and well. We've gone from shitting on Fern to shitting on Joe. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is, uh, I, I would apologize, but I, what, what did McGregor say? I apologize for absolutely fucking nothing. I like the, the video clip of, you know, sometimes we're good, sometimes we're shit. And sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. That sounds like Joe. <laughs> if you could input that clip right here that'd be great thank you sometimes may be good sometimes may be shit i'm pretty sure that's a soccer one that's uh, it is it's a soccer guy on yeah, a press conference uh, oh my gosh it's a uh, gartuso that's what it is you know you know what my goal is you got it I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it out there right now my goal is to weave in the mike leach that was last fucking week soundbite from from the Texas Tech post game where he was like, that was last fucking week. <laughs> My goal before this season ends is to find the perfect moment in our episode to weave that that soundbite in. I think I think we can make that happen. Um, next one we have Gino Simeone, Rice to beat you, uh, and against Fred. I- I cannot say his team name. Essay Shingo. I, you know, I'm not even going to try. Keeper says yes. I'm pretty sure he's Rice versus Fred. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm I, definitely like hella white guying it when I say his name. Like I'm sure um, folks of uh, Spanish and Latin American heritage say it, uh, and it sounds just absolutely sexual. I bet if Fred says it, probably make you come. But I'm just Team Essay Chingo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I'm not going to be a city boy. I'm not going to be sound bitten and then uh, lose my job ten years later. Sorry, guys, ain't happening. All right, well, but tell us, tell us about this matchup, though. What, what do you see happening? Uh, so I have Gino. I think I have Gino winning this matchup. There's just something sexy about Justin Herbert right now that I can't say no to. But so we got Justin Herbert and then Mixon and Gaskin are both playing just god-awful defenses. And they just fed Gaskin. He popped off, so they're going to want to feed him some more. Then you have the trio of wide receivers, which are going to pay off huge for Geno. Dalton Knox is – I mean, Josh Allen, you know, Sam, you have him. It's just a fucking man on steroids as well. It's him and freaking Justin Herbert. I have Geno winning this matchup. Uh, it'll probably be a little bit closer. I hate Marvin Jones with my – whole body and soul. The thing I hit the Jaguars offense with my whole body and soul is why I couldn't go through with the James Robinson trade. And uh yeah, Gino, Gino by 2025. 20, oh wow. Man, you're you're saying it's gonna be a lot closer and then you say a 25 point like victory like it's I was gonna like say that close. That, I mean you you start off you got Patrick like, Mahomes is gonna give him 25. You got Austin Eckler's gonna give him 30. You have Kareem okay. Hunt who at any given time could drop like 40. 
I'm not disagreeing. Terry McLaurin's going like, to shit the like, bed. Marvin Jones is going to shit the bed. Noah Fant's going to shit the bed. Javante Williams is going to get, I don't know, 60 yards, maybe a touchdown. New England defense ain't going to do shit against my Dak Prescott. And then you got a kicker who's a kicker. See, I just, you could have led with that instead of saying it's going to be close. You should have just said he's going to beat him. I was going to say, you, you started out with great math. You had excellent math to start the segment, breaking down your matchup. And then you just – terrible math. Like, you just failed math altogether, saying it's going to be a close one by 20. He, he couldn't plug it into an Excel spreadsheet. That's what I'm blaming it on. I feel like mm-hmm. Carl's a big Excel guy, so he didn't have his numbers in front of him. Fine, but when he wins by 25, I expect to be invited back on this podcast. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk, yeah, we'll talk about it. We can make that happen. Uh, what about uh, what, what about the, the, the Chiefs of Keefs or the Keefs of Chiefs against uh, my son, Dalvin and Hobbs? So the, question, the big question is, is Cook back? And the bigger question is, does Philly know? So, I like to watch those cars go real fast. <laughs> so obviously, Another left turn. I mean, Kiefer has spoken AJ Brown down enough for everybody. He's definitely had a lackluster season to start with. You know, maybe just need to get used to playing with Julio. Who knows? But I, I have Antonio Gibson is going to have just a monster game. I, yeah, I just think. Uh, this is going to be the closest matchup. This is going to be the closest matchup. I'm talking plus minus five points to come out with this. Uh, I, I got Keith winning this one. Wow. Uh, Philly slander yeah. continues. <laughs> the Philly slander continues. Um, the injuries are going to just screw him in the end, man. No safe on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. We'll see what Philly does on the waivers this week, but no, I think, I think you're right. And, and, Keep in the sake of time, you good with moving on to the last one? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, so wrap wrap us up. Give us your uh, bad mother Tucker, uh, commish versus uh, blood, sweat, and beers. Our, our main man, Fern. Cool. We'll keep this quick. 193 points. Wiley, you're basically fucked in the ass. You're literally Wiley Coyote trying to chase the roadrunner off a cliff right now. Good luck, my brother. <laughs> I think I think that means he's taking. Uh, I think that means he's taking bad mother Tucker. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't bet against myself, but crazier things have happened. We'll put you over me right now, Sam. That's how scared of you I am. I'm scared of me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we, we like to try to do job, Joe's job for him. Uh, that was kind of a tongue twister. Uh, but we gave you some some opportunity to pick some some early predictions, and I'd love to hear what you have. I hear you have a, a team of the week prediction for us. I do indeed. I got Rice to beat you. He's going to be the team of the week. Geno's stable of wide receivers are going to pay off for him, and he's got some good running backs. I think he's going to have a really good week this week, guys. I like it. I like. I mean, I like me better. He's projected, but... he's projected league high at the moment. So well, there you go. Sleeper and I are on the same page. <laughs> tell me about. Uh, tell me about your who you're thinking about for player of the week. Well, Keith, you're gonna. You're going to love this one. A man you hated for the first two weeks of the year. Talk to me, Daddy. Antonio Gibson. I have no doubt this man looked me dead in my face testicles. This man will drop you 30-plus this week. 
Oh, For those God. of you listening in, that was some very intense eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to take a break for a second. I gotta go change my britches. <laughs> gotta get yourself a new pair of trousers. <laughs> there, there, there's no one who would like to see more. There's no one who would like to see a 30 burger from Gibson more than me right now. So, um, love it. And I feel like if I can get 30 from Gibson, be pretty solid. Might even make up for the seven points AJ Brown is gonna give me. <laughs> <laughs> And, and last but not least, uh, I'm kind of surprised you, you left this one as is, but you, you have a kind of a surprising upset of the week. I do. Uh, so I've only shit on maybe 10 to 15 times this podcast already. That's generous. But gentlemen, <laughs> Mo, he just might do it. He might do the thing that everyone wants to get me my first loss of the year and take me down a peg because right now I'm on cloud nine and I'm better than all you fuckers. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. I'm, I'm rooting for Mo too now. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you, got, you got the whole league behind you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> now that we got that off our chest, anyone want to trade? <laughs> all right. So we're, we're going to spend, uh, we're going to spend minimal time uh, on our waiver wire targets and potential drops this week. Uh, just for the sake of time, and we have some some other fun content to get to. Uh, the the two ads I think that we're going to see this week: uh, Kadarius Tony uh, on the Giants and Hunter Henry for the uh, for the tight end position from the New England Patriots. Um, if you want to hear more about this, feel free to drop us a line in our in our weekly uh, in our weekly mailbag. Um, but keep talking to me about the drop, or just give me the drops real fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, the two guys I'm looking at, I uh, did, a, did a sweep of the league. The two guys I'm seeing is uh, probably the most likely to be dropped. Trey Sermon, rookie running back for the 49ers. Um, and looking at Roby Anderson from uh, wide receiver two from the Panthers. Those are, those are guys that I think are going to end up available and probably should based on what we've seen so far. I feel like I need to insert the clip of Robbie Anderson asking who, who that bear is. When he's pointing to the the, the mascot. Of- What's that bear doing? Like a bear. Panther. That's Serper, bro. Serper. Serper. Was it Robbie Anderson or was it DJ Moore that like it comes from the soundbite of Steve Smith like saying, "Should I start this guy or, or should I bench him?" When he's talking to Cam Newton, I think it's they're, DJ. Moore. Yeah, they're talking shit about DJ Moore. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Mm, yeah, but almost, no. Almost, almost had a good one there. He sees the he sees the mask and he goes. What, what what's that bear doing? He said, "You mean Sir Purr? <laughs> who, who is that? The mascot? You, you call him that? Yeah, that's his name." <laughs> this is one of Moving my favorites. On, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about let's talk a little bit about Waffle Watch. We both uh, kind of adjusted our picks based on the week, and uh, let let's who's who's on our Waffle Watch this week? Samuel Kamish. Oh shoot! Am I starting or am I am I am I the am I the batting cleanup? I don't even know for this one. Oh, I'm I'm I'm. I was, off. I, I was just going to tell you read your pick. Um, oh, oh! I can I can I go with the one that I the actually I got both these kind of these nicknames. Can I go with my favorite one that I named this week? Absolutely. All right. I'm very unbelievably proud of this. I have a knack for these things. I don't know what it is. It's a gift. Um. But for the first on the Waffle Watch, we have Scattered, Covered, and Smothered Simeone. And if that isn't the most fitting Waffle Watch nickname you could possibly think of, I don't know what is. But 
Uh, right now, uh, Rice to Beat You is sitting in prime position uh, for Waffle Watch um, with his loss against Anthony and the Fighting Ferns in, in this week. He had a, a, a massive scoring output that would have seen him win against all but two opponents. Gino simply can't put it all together week to week. Uh, and with losing uh, CEH for at least three weeks, uh, that's going to be a, you know, another wrench thrown into his, into his, uh, his path right there. Um, so it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough moving forward for Gino and he's going to need to see a win this week to get himself out of that conversation. But at sitting at one and four, uh, it's, it's, Definitely not a good look. And uh, luckily for Gino, he's in the heart of the South now, so he has plenty of Waffle Houses nearby. Um, so if he should continue on that path, I'm, I'm sure he's going to have at least five or six within a five-mile radius. Um, so Gino's one that we're going to be watching. Uh, and talk to me, talk to me secondly about the other one that we have, Keith. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for, those, for those keeping up at home, what we've decided to do with the Waffle Watch is try to coordinate people's names with Waffle House menu items. And Sam came up with this idea and just knocked it out of the park with scattered, smothered, and covered Simeone. Um, mine is much less exciting, um, just like who my actual pick is. Uh, very uninspired at the moment. But Cup of Joe with your all-star. Um, my pick, Joe Schmo, uh, head cow. Uh, listen, I... I I, I empathize. I really do. Because I, we said last week, we think he just might be cursed. And this week, I'm absolutely convinced of it. Um, and it just may not be in the cards for Joe this year. Um, fall, falls to one and four, a crushing defeat. Crushing. 1.04 points. A literal Damian Harris fumble away from a one-point victory. And... Man, it's just it's just tough. Um, he scores he scores enough to win, and he just he can't get him to fall in his favor. Um, Joe Joe's my pick. He's my front runner for Waffle House Watch right now. Waffle Watch. Two two very good, uh, not very good. Two very very bad teams right now, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens this week. But if, if uh, things continue, we have definitely some front runners for something you do not want to be a front runner for. No. Um, and this leads us into our next segment. It's probably one of our more fun, lighthearted segments. It's our weekly superlatives. And uh, Keith, I, I love the one that you went with this week and I want you to, to start us off. You know, we, we try to get creative every week. We try to pick somebody new to make sure that, you know, folks get, get the love. And last week, I kind of gave, you know, an impromptu superlative to this person. It wasn't my actual superlative, but it was it was impromptu because of the circumstances of the evening. But this week, most likely to raise hell while praising Dale and forget to check injury reports. Our main man, Mean Philly, um, just an absolutely tough scene. We've pointed out it wouldn't have mattered, but, I mean, you get – you leave a guy, an injured guy on the roster, and you got a guy on the on the bench that, you know, ends up having a good game. Would have been an excellent handcuff if he'd have just checked the lineup. Most likely to raise hell while praising Dale. Forget to check his lineup. Mean Philly. For, for me, mine this week, and I, I think, I don't know if 
I don't know if you need to visualize this or not, but if you've ever, if you've ever owned a dog and they get like, they get so excited to see you, they just start like dribbling a little bit of piss. That, that's, that's kind of what was going through my mind when I said this. It's, so it's most likely to piss his pants while watching Monday Night Football, Mr. Anthony Walker. Because I can just imagine this man watching Jonathan Taylor get another touchdown and just like getting a little wet spot in his pants after after that because he's so excited that he just knocked out Gino to go from, you know, one and three to two and three. So uh, Fern most likely to piss his pants while watching Monday Night Football. I'll wrap us up with yours. What do you got for us? So I had one that was most lander again. I can't do that to the man so many times in, in one hour. Uh, so I changed it up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to end this on a little bit more of a positive note. So I said, who's the most likely to make a holy fucking shit, how did this happen playoff push? And that is to Gino, the man who's in the Waffle House, watch himself. I think yeah. he's going to make a playoff push. I think he's going to be the fifth or sixth seed. And I think he's going to take down somebody big, not named me. With with the, I mean with the sixteen playoffs, it, it's very likely. So we're gonna yeah. wait and see what happens. I, I'm not I'm not buying this, but I'm not selling it because of his receivers. Um, he's got three receivers that can get you a combined eighty points, no problem. Which means he just needs the rest of his roster to give him like forty. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I'm not I'm not buying, but I'm not selling. So. I, and, I, don't, I don't hate the superlative. Love it. And going into our last segment, I, I kind of, you know what I really want to do for this segment, Keith, to, as a uh, some post-production magic? Add the Blue's Clues mail. Uh, Ooh, uh, mail. <laughs> oh, that'd be excellent. That'd be excellent. Add some Blue's Clues into this. Mail time. Mail time. The mail's here. Come on. My my personal favorite segment now, um, Keith and Kamisha's mailbag. We get some we get some great submissions every week, and last week, kind of kind of at the last minute, we decided we want our J, a groovy Tony Jada Kiss guest to pick the topic. We're gonna keep running with that. Um, Carl, what is your topic? Don't read no, it first, out. Just pick your topic. Just put your hand in the mailbag, pull it out, let us know. All right. Sips beer. Oh, wow. Look at that. It's a letter from Carl. <laughs> so, I, knew, I, I, just, knew, I knew when I told him it was his right as the groovy Tony Jada kiss <laughs> guest picker, to pick it, pick whatever he wanted. I, something just kn- told me. He you would told go- me if I went with Austin's, I would like be making enemies for life. All right. I don't <laughs> need that in my life. That's not no, exactly I mean- wrong. But again, our mission statement, roast the shit out of the fellas. Okay, fine. We'll go with Austin's. Fuck it. No, 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 no. You've already made your pick. I want to ask this question. Okay, so my question is, what is the hoe threshold? How many men does a woman need to sleep with to be considered a hoe? And personally, I think back in the old days, right? I'm watching Game of Thrones. So anybody over two, you were straight up slut, right? But as we get further in the years... (laughs) guilty all right (laughs) so now we get further into the years i'm thinking the number if you're over 20 you might be a hoe thoughts what's your take sam 
my take is if I I need to make sure I say the right thing or else I'm gonna get canceled like John Gruden. Um, <laughs> I tried Team Fred. <laughs> oh my! I think this is such a. I mean, it comes down to perception, right? Like, I I have a hard time one way or another, right? I don't know if body count necessarily or how many people someone has slept with determines whether or not that uh, they're a hoe or not. So I I have a tough time answering this. I I think. I, I think obviously the the higher the number the 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 likelihood goes up. So I, I'd probably agree with Carl and the I think the the twenty plus. I think it also depends on like what you're looking at at a time span too, right? Like like if we're talking like in a year compared to a lifetime, like twenty people over a lifetime, uh, depending on like right when you got married and stuff like that, is probably less. Uh, less likely to uh, get that title than if you do this over like a year, right? So I, I think we'd probably have to narrow the scope a little bit. Um, but like I said, if, if we're doing this in like a, a four year span talking college, I think 20 plus is probably in that in that realm. So I, I'll, I'll agree with you on that one, Coral. My, I, I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with either one of you, but mine is, my leans towards the second piece that Sam just mentioned, which it's, it's contextual. Um, I don't think, I don't think 20 in and of itself is a very large number over 10 years. Um, but 20 by the time you turn 21, probably a lot. I probably wouldn't pursue that individual. Um, you know, 20 in a year, definitely a lot. I mean, you're talking about, at that point, you're talking about someone every other week, like almost every other week. Like that's that's impressive, but also not touching that. Um, and I'll preface this also by saying I don't I don't really care about body count. I really don't. Um, but I think it's just contextual. I really think it's it's like again, it's it's about timing. Like yeah, the contextual piece is what's gonna it's gonna what's gonna like drive your decision one way or another, right? Like it's going to like determine if like like if someone like had ended up sleeping with like 20 people in a week like i'm gonna say like you know what you we have probably very different morals and values and uh, i wish you good day in a week you're talking about almost three a day i wish that, you good that day. my friend is just downright impressive <laughs> yeah it's kind of like you? <laughs> you have what three glasses of water versus three murders it's like you really got to look at it. It's like, is that a lot compared to what you're looking water? at? Uh, you probably need to drink a little bit more water. Three murders? <laughs> stop killing people. Well, is it is it three murders in a lifetime or is it three murders in like a... I'm just kidding. It's uh, all contextual. It's all contextual. <laughs> Parallel universe. And cool. Well, I think that's that's all the time we have today, folks. Yeah. Uh, this, has been, this has been a great... I think we've had some some really great topics come up. I think this is uh, no disrespect to Philly, but it might be one of our, might be our coming up on one of our best podcasts. So like I said, we get better every week. We can't do it without the fellows. Uh, you guys give us the content and keep and I just put it into words. And we have, like I said, we have some, some really, really smart people in our, in our uh, low expectations league. And uh, when we can bring in people like Carl to, to add some expert analysis and, uh, some some good shit talking it, it really elevates our stuff so uh carl champ thanks again for for being here uh, it's a pleasure to have you 
We have a super exciting week coming up next week. I was excited about this week. Next week is going to be, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be pretty spicy. So you might want to watch the YouTube next week, uh, but it's going to be good. And Carl left because uh, Carl's in football. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm done. But all right. Well, Keith, any last words? Uh, no, um, I would have said my parting, my parting thoughts to Carl. Um, loved having him it. on the show. You could, you could say it now. You could say it yeah. now. Just, he can listen love to it. Having, love having Carl. Love having him around. He's a great guy to have in your life. Um, truly one of my best friends. Um, we're, we're on all major, I just want to put it out there. We're on all major platforms. So that's um, crazy. Give us, give us, give us a subscribe. Give us a follow. Um, you know, Spotify, Apple, Google for Carl, but Carl didn't even fucking listen to it on Google, so he can fuck off. Um, but yeah, get at us, get at us, uh, join, join the pod, join the movement, and be on the lookout for what comes next from the budding Low Expectations Network. Awesome. Thanks again, and we will see you all next week. Keep your expectations low and your drinks high. Bye, boys. <laughs>